Welcome back to another episode of the podcast from the depths of darkness to the light of success. I am your host, Chris Swick. And on this podcast, we talk about mental health, addictions, ADHD, and really anything anyone's afraid to talk about. We talk about it on this show here, guys. We make people not afraid to talk about things. You're all welcome on this platform. I believe everyone's story is valuable at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what walk of life you come from. You're all welcome on this platform. Before we get started, if you could head over to that YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, head over to my Instagram at Depths of Dark Side. You can follow along with the show, all the updates and all the great things I like to share about my personal life and great tips and advice. You know, and me just advocating for the voiceless. It's always nice to have a voice for the voiceless out there, everyone. But with no further ado, I'd love to introduce you to my next guest. I got an artist from the Missouri area of the United States. I got Bills on the show today. You want to take it away and let them know a little bit about you, man? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity. I go by Bills. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and I manage Boondocks Entertainment, which is the record label that we're based out of. I manage about five other artists. And uh, I've just been really pushing heavily to grow, honestly, as an artist lately. That's, I've been making music for probably somewhere between 12 and eight years. And I've just been trying to build it bigger every year. You know how it is. For sure, man. And what's it been like for you just growing as an artist out there in this independent world and the cutthroat industry that you guys are in? Oh man, it's so vastly different from when I started to now, especially with times changing. It's there's a great opportunity for growth for artists right now, especially people just getting in the door. So it, it's been an amazing experience, just meeting different people and building up different skills, trying to delegate business. That's like the thing, um, from a business, from a hobby, it's, we were having fun with it for a while. And now it's, I'm trying to be more serious about managing everything and delegating everything. So it's, uh, been a journey, but it's so much fun. That's amazing, man. And what does success look like for you today? Success for me is making it better than it was last time. For me, when I perform in front of a crowd or I'm doing something like that, I, my main goal is an attainable one. I try to make it, if I could be better than last time, last performance, if it's more crowd involvement, if it's more, maybe I got the right breath take at the moment that I wanted it, or I harmonized with this note better than, you know, last time. So it, it's always just small attainable goals. And I think that's the most success you can get out of something. I love that you say that, man. You know, writing, instead of having huge, big, large goals in life that are maybe not attainable. It's writing those small little attainable goals, daily goals, even down and attaining them. And if you don't get to all of them, yeah. that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that it, there's a level of rationality that goes into that. When you're an artist and you're trying to get off the ground, you can't set your goal to be picked up with a million dollar record deal immediately. It does happen, but ultimately I was doing a lot of competitions through hip hop and one of the best words of advice that I was given was from Rayvon Oddboy, who was a judge on uh, one of the competitions. And I just asked him after I had performed and everything and the show was over, I was like, hey man, um, I understand you gave me the score and that's awesome. I was curious what I could do better. And he was like, you seem like the type of person that 
is a little bit nervous. Maybe you're not as experienced as some of these other people. And he said, the key to, to feeling accomplished in these circuits and feeling confident is to know you're going to win when you go in. And when he was explaining that to me, because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to be number one. That means you win. And he said, it's not about being number one. It's about succeeding personally in your own eyes, reaching a goal that's attainable every time and not to set it to be so easy. Oh, I held the door for this person or, oh, I got all the way through my song. He's it's really personal goals that, that give you that sense of victory. So that helped me out a lot. I love it, man. I love little personal goals and going in there with that winning mindset, not that fixed mindset, you know, more of that winning yeah. mindset. And even if you didn't win at that yeah. day, if you think you won, Exactly. You, know I mean? you gave it your all. That's all that matters, man. Oh, 10,000%. So how do you generate new ideas for yourself going into music, uh, writing, those types of things and doing collab? I would say my process is very organic. I do like to work with other people. So I'm a solo artist that I go by bills. And then I'm also in a, a group of three members, including myself, and it's called Spectrum. So it's a little different working by yourself and then working with other people because it's like compromising ideas, trying to brainstorm. For me personally, I reflect a lot on my own personal experiences in life as well as different aspirations or experiences that I hear about. So sometimes it's, oh, my friend went through this. If let's say the topic was alcoholism, maybe I had this experience, but I know somebody who experienced this. So it's like all of those things amalgamate and come together to, to form the basic structure of music. Let's talk about some of those different life experiences of yours. Have you struggled with mental health in the past yourself? Oh dear. Yes. Yes. Right now I'm doing fairly well. I'm a little bit stressed out. I got a, a baby on the way. Everybody's always feeling that way, I'm sure. But yeah, I struggle with mental health a lot, especially in my early years. I'm an, an only child and my mother and father have always been together. They've been married. I'm 25 right now. I'll be 26 in December and they've been married 26 years. So a, a year longer than I've been alive. And for me, it was always just, I didn't feel like I had anybody to relate to, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. I've had uh, friends, I've had other people on the show that were only child, you know, having that only child syndrome, if yep. you want to call it that. And you have no one else to reach out to at home, whether it be a brother or a sister or just to bounce ideas off of. It's only mom and dad. And that, that yeah. can be tough and play a, you know, a role in your psyche and stuff like that too, for sure, man. Oh, yeah. And when I grew up, it was like the the start of kind of the surge of the internet. So... There was a lot, a big difference in technical knowledge between like my parents and me. It's, uh, we grew up pretty well off, I would say, not like amazingly. My father was a, a used car salesman and he would go to different auto auctions and other things. And he was a handyman. He'd do a lot of handiwork around. And my mother, she didn't work until I was in school. She took care of me predominantly. And then she actually works for a school district now. That's amazing, man. It's yep. nice to have that hard work in family and have oh, that yeah. instilled in yourself as well. So where do you take mental health conversations once you've with, how are you feeling to someone? Oh, I would say there's a, a few different ways to take that question. It's like, how am I feeling 
in the now or how am I feeling overall? Because I feel like there's this, even if you're very upset or you're very depressed, there are going to be moments where you don't recognize that or you don't um, put that into the point of view in the moment because it's, you have to prioritize all these things outside of that in your life. Things will come up and you're like, it's more important if I do this right now than worry about myself, which shouldn't be the case all the time. But for me, it's, yeah, I'm doing really good right now, but then I have to look at my business aspect and then I have to look at all the other aspects of my life that continue to branch out. So, No, for sure. And you always got to resort back to taking care of you first, because if you don't take care of bills first, or if I don't take care of Chris first, yeah. All those other outside factors don't matter at the end of the day if you're not taking care. It's like a domino effect. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, that's going to bleed into. I'm a firm believer in my outside life and my business life have to be separate. I can't bring my personal problems to my workplace. So it's always having to deal with yourself first and settle everything that's going on internally is the best way to deal with that because otherwise it just bleeds in and it domino effects with the rest of your workplace and every other aspect it's so true man don't bring your personal home life into work and let's say take it out on everyone else they're yeah. angry at someone at home or angry at someone outside of work whatever the case may be but you don't bring it to your workplace you're so that's so right because it's just gonna have an effect on your day you're gonna you know have an effect on someone else's day yeah there's no reason for you to project that onto someone else when it has nothing to do with them yeah of course it's like why would you interrupt somebody's day by manifesting that negativity on them i'm it's hard not to do especially when you're dealing with something deep but it it you have to take time for yourself sometimes and deal with everything here before you deal with everything out there. 100%, man. Let's talk a little bit about your music and what style of music you're, you're into making. You got a little bit of everything going in your music, which I love, man. Thank Reminds you, thank me a little you. bit of, uh, you got a little bit of Yellow Wolf in there. Because he, he, I, I, I love that. <laughs> Shout Yellow out American. Well, one of my favorite artists, when I came across him years ago, like this is before he even became big. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm, I was like, this guy's really going somewhere. And lo not lots of people knew about him because he brought out his first couple albums, like back in the early two thousands, man. Oh and yeah. Yeah. With like Creek water. Oh yeah, man. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's an awesome album, man. And like just lots of his spoken word, those types oh, yeah. of things, man. Then he got into the rock and then he was actually had the, had the lead song or whatever you want to call it, the intro song on Sons of Anarchy, those types yep. of things, man. Like he, he was just very diverse. He just, he didn't stick to just hip hop. There was rock and roll in there, some country, a little bit of everything, man. Yeah. And actually Yellow Wolf is one of my main influences for what I do now. I like to give a lot of my early inspiration to Tech 9 as well. So I it old grew up... Nine. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Especially from Kansas city, you know how it is, but yeah. So growing up, I listened, I grew up in the country in rural County, Missouri, and I growing up out there, you predominantly listen to rock music and, and country music. So that was what I was fed from a very early age. And up until I was probably 13, I had no interest in hip hop music. I had no interest in a lot of the, the culture associated with any of that. And it was just because it wasn't very appropriated in my area growing up. People were not interested in hip hop music. If you were into that, it wasn't cool. So as I grew up, I formed my own opinions 
And my cousin actually showed me the song Dysfunctional by Tech Nine because I was really into uh, rock music. And he was like, man, this is like rock music, really. It's got the guitars and the intro and everything. Made me instantly fall in love with hip hop music. And from then on, I had a, a very big interest in that. Yeah, and then that's amazing to see. It's it's like lots of us. I didn't grow up on hip hop yeah. either, man. My dad was a huge Beatles guy. So it was like yep. Beatles and Neil Diamond, those types of things. Those are my parents' jam back in the day. And like all those old rock bands, The Doors, like those are, I still listen to them today, man. Like there would be some I'll wicked say. like collaborations. We were, I chatted about this on a, a recent episode too. Uh, It'd be, it would have been amazing to see if Jim Morrison was still around at the time Tupac was around with those two poets and they collabed. Oh yeah. Two of the best poets I feel like ever to come out of music in general. It doesn't matter what genre. Like a hundred percent. Well, and I think that's the crazy part about it too, is how different genres of music are, but how parallel they are as well. And it's nice to see all these collaborations going on today now with mm -hmm. rock and hip-hop it was going on back then but you know, i remember yeah. getting my very first album i don't know what your very first hip-hop album was but mine was black sheep i don't know if you ever remember have you ever heard of the group black sheep man huh. but, uh, you gotta go check them out man they're from the eight, late mid to late 80s but the, yeah man that was my very first album and then i just grew from there and then the very first that was my very first cassette sorry very first yeah. cd i bought was 36 chambers and oh really and, and my mother didn't like me for that, but that's okay. <laughs> but you know, I, I've now, I've seen Wu-Tang a couple of times and like one of the best rap groups to ever, in my opinion, man, there's no one that will ever touch them. Oh, of course not. Yeah. And that's the thing about music. It's so interesting is that people will pass, but music is immortal. It just keeps so. going. And it's crazy to think like how record sales just skyrocket when someone passes. Oh, we didn't think about this guy. It's just... It, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy world we live in. Yeah, no kidding. That's the funny thing. Growing up, we were buying CDs, and now it's not as popular. There's just not, nobody has their Walkman or their CD player on them anymore. So it's like cars don't even normally have CD players in them. No, trust me. I sell cars for a living, Yes, And you'd be surprised the older generation, like I'm talking my parents aging up, that really yeah. need a CD player. I was like, we got to find you a used car then because they don't come with them anymore. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it's nice to get that physical copy, and it's nice to see oh, yeah. artists still doing that because so, it's, it's nice to have that physical copy. I got so many CDs I haven't even opened at home, but like I just oh, yeah. pick them up at like, a show or whatever to support the artist and stuff like that. And there's something about being in like a CD store as well that piques that interest to want to find new music. I, I remember going to the the Fye and just looking through their compilation of CDs. And I think my first hip hop CD would have had to have been like Outkast Stankonia or something. And, and I remember buying hieroglyphics full circle and putting that in. And it just, it's this nostalgic feeling now for me. I'm like getting out the CDs to listen to that track number three. Or Are they getting the vinyls really oh, yeah. coming back now. And it's nice to see that as well. And just some of the cool things you can get on vinyl. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Everyone doing vinyl today too. What do you think? Well, and I was that? actually I was talking to that radio host about that, and uh, he was like, "Man, you need to get a vinyl album out for the first light from your band Spectrum." And I was like, "It's interesting that he brought that up 
because when we wrote the album, we actually wrote it with the idea of an A-side and a B-side. The first five songs on there are more organic and they have the guitars and the drums and the more raw vocals. And then as you progress from track six through 10, they're actually more electronic. So I, I, it fits really well with the idea of vinyl for that album. Amazing, man. Well, I wish you all the best. Hopefully you get that out yeah. and released out into the world and stuff, man. I so think. what public figure do you disagree with the most today, Bills? Oh, man, that's a good question, honestly. Who do I disagree with the most? Who I would have to say I disagree with CNN, bro. CNN all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and my mom listens <laughs> to my show, but I don't care. I'm in Canada. And yeah. I don't even get the darn Canadian news when I go over to my parents' house. She just loves CNN. It's on in the background all the time. Really? That's <laughs> hilarious. I, I, I will go grab the thing and change it, though, on her. I'll put on Treehouse or some cartoons. I don't care. I, yeah, that's <laughs> how my parents are. They're, like, watching the news on CNN. I'm like, they're making it seem way worse, guys. I'm like, we need to figure something out here because... CNN, I love it, man. Hopefully... Is anyone else out there listening? Let me know if you disagree with us because I'm in full 100% agreeance here. You got to find yourself another news station, everyone down in the States there. Yeah, no kidding. Come on, guys. There's people out there. There's other news, news sources. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the music thing? You said about eight to 10 years now or a little or Yeah, I started writing uh, growing up in the age that that I grew up in, it's a little bit different than what yours would be. We had the beginning of the internet, like the accessibility of it would be the better way to put it. Cause you guys had the internet. It just wasn't as accessible in everybody's house or on their phones everywhere. I grew up with a lot of people that skateboarded and played instruments. I think I was in maybe sixth grade and my friends were playing the guitar and I was like, man, I don't have any of those skills. I don't, I don't skate and I don't play an instrument. But I've always been interested in poetry and writing has always been one of my, my skills. I just started writing lyrics and eventually that progressed to filling up notebooks and, and binders and then it became digital. So now a lot of times people will say you need to write on paper and, and for me, it doesn't really matter if I have an idea, I need to write it down. I'm going to put it on my phone or a, a sticky note or whatever's closest to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I've been I doing use it for notes a while. in my phone all the time for different things, <laughs> like whether it's something that I need to remember yeah. and the reminders in my phone, that's what we have them there for. Use them to their advantage. Oh yeah. They're tools, man. Exactly. Whether you write it down on paper. I, I, I love putting the pen to the paper though. That's uh, me too. For me, it really lets those thoughts flow. Yeah. And just get, and then it's crazy to think, holy shit, where'd that time go? I, I just did 10 pages of writing or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really nice, man. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. It always feels better, especially I draw as well. So it's digital versus physical. And I always tend to go at the physical and then digitalize it. Cause I just, I'm a paper boy. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. What do you want to the types of things that you like drawing? Oh man. I, honestly, people the most, I like drawing people. Nice, man. So do you have uh, like some por portraits and stuff like th those types of that type of stuff or? 
Yeah, so I'm really into uh, comic books, and I predominantly okay. do like comic book artwork and uh, write stories and make characters and stuff. I'd eventually like to branch out to doing that outside of my music um, career, but it's it's like you got to make time for everything. And what type of characters have you created? What are a couple you've created? So one of the stories I have, I try to draw from my own self when I make a character. So it's technically all the characters are different aspects of my mental i would say they're all a piece of me if that's the best way to say it i made i have one story called folktale it's similar to what van helsing is i've heard of van helsing yeah okay okay it's like uh bounty hunters of supernatural stuff more more based around like werewolves and uh vampires witches and that kind of stuff i got my my favorite character is ivan Frankenstein and he's pretty much like the Frankenstein monster but I made it where his brother yeah brought him back to life so that they're brothers and they were raised by this morgue doctor and so that's where he got the idea to put his brother back together and knew how to do it and all of that but uh, yeah his brother's very interesting he doesn't Frankenstein doesn't really remember a lot about his past and he his idea the concept behind him is that he's in pain all the time, but he can never feel anything. So that's like his power is that he he just has no nerves at all. So he can't feel any pain. <laughs> nice, man. It's, it's cool to get creative like that, man. I envy people like you and just how you can get so just let your brain flow. And probably it's probably a, an outlet for you as well. Oh, a hundred percent. If I'm having, if you're having a down day or a shitty day, man, you probably get the drawing pad out or get the pad out to write down some lyrics or you'll have oh, that in your head and just go with it and just get out of your own self and get out of your own head and yeah. do what you like to do. And my fiance will always tell me she's, man, you're ADHD or something. Cause you, I'll go from like a uh, drawing and then I'll just set the pad down and then I'll be like, oh, I have to work on this song. And then it's like, oh, now I need to work on this album art. So I'm just all over the place all the time, dancing around her and stuff. So she's like, man, I don't know what you're doing, but pick something. Finish it through and see it through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm always dropping it here and picking this up and man of many hats, I would say. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man, but I, I am the same way, but I try to finish, see something through now before I move on to the next thing. Cause if I keep going from thing to thing, oh, you have a million started projects. Yeah. Yeah. I got tons of those or hobbies that I've started and have any, whatever. Oh yeah. Maybe man. So would you rather be a Freemason or a member of the Illuminati? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say. I wouldn't want to be a member of the Illuminati, but if I had to pick, I think it would be the more interesting avenue because it's very socially acceptable to be a Freemason. And I think it would be interesting to see the dynamic the opposite way. I feel like a lot of people are Freemasons already. So it's, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the Illuminati if that's what it is, but I think it would be more interesting. It's more elusive. And, and why is it more, why do you think it's more like that than the, being a Freemason? I can see your point of view about being a Freemason, especially the last couple of years. I think so many people have, yeah. I don't want to say jumped on a bandwagon per se, but yeah. there's, they've picked a, it's either pick a side or whatever with everything going on in the world. Correct. And, but some people have just become Freemasons in their own sense. And that's, 
you know, the way they're going to be. I know three or four people that have become Freemasons within the past five years. So it's for me, obviously their knowledge is all sacred and stuff. So it's not, I know anything, but it's just, for me, I see a lot of people doing that and it's, you never hear anyone that's like legitimately part of the Illuminati. So you're like, does the I'm Illuminati interested. Exist? I'm just interested in that aspect. I'm like, man, this seems like there's a secret here. And there very well might be, man. They're very, well oh, might yeah. Be. <laughs> well, before we go, dude, what is one good piece of advice you could give the younger generation coming up under you, man? Whether it's to do with music, their mental health, whatever it is, man, do you have one good piece of advice you could give them? Yeah, I'd say longevity is key through doing a lot of, of different things growing up and experiencing a lot of different aspects of music and, and art. I would say that you watch so many of your peers give up over the years. And that's really, it's like life's way of weeding out everybody out of, of I feel like music is very oversaturated nowadays and that's because of the ex ex uh, accessibility. So if you stick with it, you're automatically going to be ahead of the game. Just don't give up because what you think is going to be the golden opportunity could just be another day, but you could miss that up. You never know the day you give up tomorrow could be the day you were picked up. Never give up. There's going to be a lot of people that fall before. And before we go also, where can they all find you on social media? You have a website, do your music, those types of things, man. Let them know. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram is uh, bills, the official. And I'm also on Instagram is Boondocks Entertainment and then Spectrum, the official. And then all of our music is on all major platforms. So you can check us out on iTunes, Amazon, Pandora, Deezer, Tidal, the whole nine. Mason, you got any music videos up there on YouTube yet? Yeah, yeah. So I got uh, two music videos. I got one for one of my singles, King. And that was actually shot in Warrensburg, Missouri at my buddy's bar. And then I have another music video out for my song, Pray that was produced by my engineer in Ireland. Gorilla made this. Nice, man. Thank you again for coming on the show today. Truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Yes. Uh, coming on to share your story a little bit of, you know, experience, strength, and hope. I, I love what you're doing, man. And, you know, keep up the good work. And everyone go check out Bill's official over on Instagram. Amazing dude, man. And such a genuine guy to, you know, chat with today, man. And if there's one thing I could take away from today's show, it is, Never give up, you young punks. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'd love to come and talk to you again sometime. Sounds good, man. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Hey, you too. Thank you so much.